0: generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings all right so we're starting off this morning a brand new series called build up somebody shout build up i didn't say say shouted build up you sort of feel like 2020 did some things on you. Some of you took some bashings, some uppercuts, some side jabs, some last minute grinding, some nose pummeling here and there. Maybe not on you, but people were connected to you or something, took a toll on you. Throughout this month of January, God is building you up. It's building you up in this morning. We're looking at built up in love. I believe the next week we're going to be looking at built up in the word. And the week after we'll look at built up in prayer. And the week after we'll look at built up in generosity. Um, so you don't want to miss it. Let's go real quick to Ephesians chapter 3, media. I hope that the projector is working fine now. Ephesians chapter 3. And we also need to accelerate the price of getting the digital screen. And... Digital screen and the cable so that we can eliminate the issues we're having with the projector. Right? Okay. Ephesians chapter three is the text, and I want everybody to look into their text either on their devices or on the biggest screen on there. Let's read together at the count of three to one from the fourteenth verse all the way to the twenty first verse. Let's read together. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit where in the inner man that what will happen that Christ may dwell in your hearts where your voices through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness oh my my Do you know how powerful this is? That you may be filled with all, somebody say all, with all the fullness of God. What do you think God is full of? Love. What do you think God is full of? Goodness. What do you think God is full of? Mercy. What do you feel? Think God is full of power, grace, wisdom, faithfulness, joy, kindness. God is saying, "My intention for you is that your life will be a replica of my nature. That I want your life to be dripping with joy." dripping with fatness dripping with abundance dripping with peace and it's saying that there is a way that is going to happen there is a process that is going to happen now the next verse is where we get so excited all of us know it we've heard it quoted we've heard it said and it says now to him who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us to him the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever amen. So we quote that, we quote verse 20 and 21. We're excited about it, we prophesied now unto him he was able to do exceeding abundantly and all of that but there is a process to it and Paul starts up the process by teaching us in verse 14. He said this is the reason I bow my knees to the father he says because we have to understand something that he is the father the relationship that we have with God is not boss employee the relationship between between us and God is not deity and worshiper the relationship between us and God is not a good guy in outer space and all of us who are just dependent what is the relationship he said he is our watch that he is our father. If you didn't hear the message on uh, Thursday, please go and listen to it because I spoke about the love relationship between God and Israel, God and the church, God and you. Now, if he's our father, that means the way he begat us, the way he begat us, according to KJV, is through what? How? How? How does a father produce a child? Through intercourse or Copulation or what? Adoption, Adoption, yeah. Or what? I use the term on Thursday. Love. Shout and love. So if God is my father, I'm a product of his love making. You have to understand this. That is not just a George who has pardoned me because many of us, that is the premise of our walk with God. A George who has pardoned me. So God has pardoned me. He's my judge, but he is he's my advocate, so he's pardoned me. That the reason I was begotten, the reason I was born, is that he loved me. John three sixteen. what does it say? For God so, shout aloud, for God so, loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in the son that he has given should not perish but have everlasting life so if it's my father, Paul is saying he's your father but I am bowing my knees to him and it said the whole family in heaven and earth are named after him he's saying I'm praying that he will grant you according to riches of his glory to be strengthened with might in the inner man or another word to be built up Build up where in your inner man, what happens to the wall system is that ever so often we try to look built up on the outside, true or true. So when somebody asks you how you're doing, what's the default answer? Or if something is going wrong in your life sometimes, many times you'll put up a front. Or a strong facial expression so people don't know Paul is saying that what he wants us to do what God wants us to do is that he does not want us to have a facade of strength but he wants us to have the reality of strength somebody shout and built up how does that happen it happens according to the riches of his glory and then he strengthens us in the inner man how by his spirit This is one of the important things about prayer. And we'll talk about it uh, next week, Sunday or the week after. One of the important things about prayer is that prayer is the process through which the Spirit of the Lord releases or unleashes His strength in my inner man. Prayer is a process through which the Holy Spirit unleashes His strength in my inner man. If there is anything you ought to be doing for many of you, you ought to be writing right now. And the discipline of writing, I've taught you before, one of the things that it does is that it allows you to be a greater participant in the worship or teaching experience. It helps you to own it. It's like affirming it in your own words strengthened and that we need strength why the bible says that when Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane as he prayed to do the will of God as he prayed to do the will of God an angel appeared and strengthened him now for us in the new testament we may not necessarily experience or encounter the ministry of angels but we must always on a daily basis experience the strengthening of the Lord he said that that strength happens by his holy spirit in the inner man by the holy spirit in the inner man that christ may dwell in your heart in your subconscious experience that when you are strengthened by the holy spirit in your inner man christ will not be something that you are struggling to remember he becomes the pervading operating system of your subconscious mind that's what he's saying there that when the holy spirit I draw strength of the Holy Spirit in the inner man. So many times when you're praying in tongues, many times you are distracted, but you need to concentrate because the spiritual operation is taking place there. When you go Maskova Zola Hoskada, you are not just the away time. What is happening is that the strength of God in the deepest parts of you is being unleashed being unlocked, being activated, being released you may not immediately feel strong physically you may not immediately feel strong but strength has been activated let's pray in the Holy Ghost for about 30 seconds right now let's pray in the Holy Ghost for about 30 seconds right now strength strength You can change your atmosphere. He said I'm praying, Paul said I bow my knees that if you understand this thing, it becomes the premise and the platform for the transformation of your life. Mm-hmm. I've been distracted by the camera Many of us don't realize that we lose spiritual battles through distraction. I tell you no lie. It says that we're wrestling not against flesh and blood but against principles and powers. It's a like casting down imaginations. Rosemont, concentrate this morning. Seize your mind, these things. Candice, concentrate things of the spirit. In Jesus' name we have prayed let your amen be loud how is Paul saying to the church how is Paul saying to believers that Christ may dwell in your heart how is he saying that doesn't Christ live in them it means that you can have Christ in your spirit man but it's not the ruling system in your subconscious and he's saying the way Christ becomes the ruling system In your subconscious is the strength of the Holy Spirit. Why? It's only the strength of the Holy Spirit that can sustain the consistent manifestation of the attributes of Christ. How does that work? Through the strengthening of the Holy Spirit. Where? In where? In your inner man. And Then he says the next thing is That you being rooted and grounded in love May be able to comprehend with all the saints Now this begins to move us to the heart of the message But look at this He's saying you being rooted and grounded in love May be able to comprehend with all the saints What is the width? What is the length? What is the depth? What is the height? Next verse To know the love of Christ Is this not sort of Contradictory because he's saying that you should be rooted and grounded in love that you may be able to comprehend with saints what is the width, what is the length, what is the depth and the height to know the love of God. He is saying that once you do not have the fundamental groundedness in the fundamental or the elementary dimension of God's love there is very little progress you can make in your spiritual growth. Why? Why? The things of the spirit have been freely given to you, but the Bible says His divine power has given us all that we need for life and godliness. How through the knowledge? Oh my Lord! You guys didn't know that. Should we look at it? Should we look at it? All right, Second Peter chapter three, very quickly. To know. To know, Second Peter chapter three. Zobagashilabas knowledge. You can get high up on prophecy, but to be built up you need knowledge. Second Peter chapter three, all right. Uh okay. one moment. Shobaha sakabala sebrodos brogodoli abazu zebala bashin the basiglabas. Brothers ago, sorry, chapter 1, 2nd Peter, chapter 1, verse 3. All right, let me take you from verse 2 for context. 2nd Peter 1 from verse 2, look at what it says grace and peace be multiplied to you where in what? How are grace and peace multiplied? How? What's the premise for multiplication? So little knowledge, little multiplication. In other words, little knowledge, limited enlargement. Are you following that? Much knowledge, much room for enlargement and multiplication. Knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Next verse. As his divine power will give to us, may give to us should give to us will probably give to us has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through what? The knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue verse 4 by which have been given to us Exceedingly great and Precious promises That through these You may be Partakers Of the Divine nature All right. Now if he has given me all things Does it mean I will experience All things If he has given me everything that pertains to life and goodness, Does it mean I will experience it Does it mean there is a system that determines If I experience it what is the major thing in that system? Shout aloud. Knowledge. 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 What is a determinant in the dimension of that knowledge? Ephesians 3, where we're coming from. What's a major dimension or determinant? Love. The foundation for it is love. Why? Because if I have a love relationship with somebody, can I get to know more about that person than other people? come and talk to me. If I know that somebody loves me, can I draw more information, more revelation from that person? Am I more confident in my approach to that person? Absolutely. So he's saying you have been of might the inner man Christ but dwelling in your heart by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may now be able to comprehend all the sayings what is the width and the length and the depth and the high to then know the love of God which passes knowledge. So he's saying that the love of God is fundamental is foundational it is the first thing that must be fixed in your life listen to this he's saying that that is the foundational issue that as surely as a building no matter how big or great it is is going to collapse if the builders do not carry out soil testing or measure the soil integrity how many of you know that before they build a house they have to do soil testing and check out the integrity of the ground that if they don't do that they will put weight on that thing on that ground and when they put weight on that ground at some point the building is going to collapse have you seen certain believers before that you thought were high power high level had all of that and then some happened in their lives and they came crashing down can I propose to you that they may have had good intentions but they were not necessarily rooted and grounded in the love of God look at somebody say God's love is fundamental it's foundational and many of us need to start from that premise many of us need to move away from suspecting God God the way things are going am i sure you're still God and it happens because John the Baptist sent people to go and talk to Jesus they said go and ask him is he the one or shall we expect another. John you prophesied the birth, rather you prophesied the ministry of Jesus. You are the first prophet in 400 years. In other words you are in a class of prophets by yourself but something happened in your life when you were imprisoned, and then you said I want to pray for somebody under the sound of my voice this morning who used to really believe God who understood the love of God who has expressed the love of God but something happened to you in 2018. You couldn't heal for, from it for two years or three years or something happened to you in September 2020 something happened to you just three weeks ago and you're like God am I really sure my God I pray by the ministry of the Holy Spirit this morning that you touch the hearts of men and women heal the souls of your people and cause there to be restoration in the name of Jesus why must I deal with this issue of the love of God number one the reason is God is love number one point take it down God is love I cannot operate with God except I understand the character of God. Watch this. I will always be suspicious of a person whose character I'm not sure of. Does that make sense? Somebody said, I will always be suspicious of a person whose character I'm not sure of. Now, how many of you have people in your life or relationships in your life, people in your life who treat you like their best friend but you know you are not their best friend? They call you BFF, best bestie. But inside your heart, you have questions about them. Can I propose to you that some of us were dealing with God like that? God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. You're my like? God, I have questions. And as long as that is the way you're relating with God, listen, your prayer life will not be as solid as it should be. Your study life will be based on routine, not relationship. Your giving is going to be hampered by logic, not love. Your soul winning will be regulated by stipulations and external encouragement, not a heart response. So we must revisit the fact that God is love. Jeremiah 31, Jeremiah 31 and verse 3. Can you give us that real quick? I'm going to read it. Jeremiah 31 and verse 3 it says to us the Lord has appeared of all to me saying yes I have everybody read it what does it say there everybody read at at different paces let's read together it says the Lord has appeared of all to me saying yes I have loved you with an everlasting love therefore he's speaking to this covenant people of Israel which we know was a firstborn first in the earth Israel was God's firstborn in the earth right and then every other person that was going to come was going to come on the premise to which God or, or by which God drew Israel God is saying to Israel you were not the person that came to me you are not the one trying to love me I am the person who has loved you with love that has no NAFDAQ number? The love has no expiry date. The love has no BVN, no NIN. Come on, somebody. You don't have to renew it. You don't have to update it. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying right now? It is not based on anything that you can do, undo or redo. It's not based on anything you can articulate. And one of the major things that you need to rekindle and God is working on in your heart right now is that your love for God is nothing but a response to God's love for you. God, this year I want to love you more. You must start from understanding how much God loves you. You can never outlove God, so your love for God will at best be an accelerated response of God's love for you. He's saying that the reason I drew you in the first place was because I loved you even before you showed up. I want somebody to close their eyes, beat your chest, say, "God loves me." I it, may seem, it may seem, I know it may seem like something soft, but say, "God loves me." I have loved you with an everlasting love. Can we just celebrate God that God doesn't love you like your last boyfriend loved you? How many of you are grateful that God doesn't love you like your last girlfriend loved you? How many of you are grateful that God doesn't love you? Like even your mentors love you or even your pastors love you. Because every man's love is subject to their ability to love. To their capacity to love. There is no man that is called love but God is called love. In other words for God to stop loving you he has to stop being himself. But we know that God cannot not be himself because there is nothing else that God can be apart from God that God cannot improve, God cannot degenerate, God cannot become better, God cannot become wiser he cannot become more patient he is as perfect as he will ever be and I just want to announce to somebody that if God was love 3000 BC guess what, God is still love now if God was love in 1987 God is still love now, if God was love two years ago, he's still love now, God God does not go to love school nobody can teach him how to love nobody can teach him when to love nobody can teach him how long to love God is love all by himself if you are not sure please keep on looking down like I said the devil loves you but if you know I'm talking about the king of the universe the maker of heaven and earth the one who's eternal in essence the one who has no competition no comparison he looked beside him said there is none like me in all the earth I wanted to please get out of your seat don't hug anybody don't slap them a high five but you can use your leg to low leg them or jab them and tell them do you know God loves you why do you have such a long face uh, if I said to loves you if I said Trump loved you or Bill Gates loved you some of you will look more excited than that but I said God loves you and because you're struggling to believe it you're not smiling you're not jumping you're not shouting you must be rooted and grounded in the love of God some Somebody shout God loves me some of you did not shout it you just said Demola I see you outside shout God loves me I love the energy, but we can do it more. We can do it better. Some of you, sometimes you'll go online and be crushing on Rihanna or Beyonce. You'll be crushing on this, that, and the other. T.Y. Savage, imagine that. Now I'm saying that God is crushing on you. He's doting on you. It's more than a crush. It's more than a doting experience. He said he has loved you with an everlasting love. You cheated on God, but he still loved you. You ran away from God, but he still loved you. Look at what it said. He said, therefore, with loving kindness, I have what drawn you? So sometimes you don't feel like coming, but He draws you. He draws you like He draws you like uh, uh, super He draws you like Gregory. No, Gregory doesn't draw. Give me all the drawing, Super. Ogbono Super. In other words, even if you are not drawing, He will put some call inside. He will put some call of grace, some call of kindness, and He will draw. <laughs> year. He drew you out of sin. It drew you out of masturbation. It drew you out of drug addiction. Some of you, your leg is still inside, but you can feel him drawing you. And let me tell you, nobody can resist God for too long. You either bend or break. You either submit or fall. He's drawing you out of that depression. He's drawing you out of anxiety, worry, concern, uncertainty, overwhelm, disgrace. He is drawing you out of sickness and illness and ailment. He said because I love you I'm going to draw you out of it. Somebody give God praise for the love of God. Say he loves me. When the world's loves become more attractive than God's love. It does not mean God has stopped loving me. It means I've started losing focus of the vision and the value of God's love. Say you lost me. It's good to see you, sister. How you doing? What's your name? Bukola. But you didn't come with your friend. You came with your friend on Thursday. Your brother. It's good to see you. How you doing? Great. Great to have you. Look at someone Say he loves me. What kind of love does he love you with? So if worry is in government, does it still love me? If it's not worry that that is there, if it's somebody else, does it still love me? If Jubril is around, does he love me? If it's Boo or Jubu, does it love me? If Trump loses election, does it love me? If Biden does the Lord's bidding, does it still love me? If the new world order takes off in 2021, does it still love me? If I know people who've caught COVID, even in my family, does it still love me? If I have friends who are calling for prayers or from a ventilator, does God still love me? Oh, your voices have dropped too. Because some of you have friends. Does it still love me? Everlasting love. That's the first thing God has loved. Number two, I'm rushing this morning. Number two, I must understand that God's love is the basis for all of his dealings. No man can deal more effectively with any other person beyond the circumference and the parameters of his love. Feed all you need to be writing this morning. Take notes. Take notes. It's a part of what reinforces consciousness is engagement. That's part of what reinforces consciousness, engagement. And many of us, we are so passive, we are, we've trained ourselves without knowing. You don't know that's what's going on, but you've trained yourself in passivity. If you go for a board meeting or HM or wall, look at the billionaires. They are actively involved in the conversation. When they are not the one, who knows what I'm talking about? Think about the people that govern the world, they are conscious. When you train yourself in apathy and passivity in the garden of the believers, that's the way you treat other things. You will not know. It's the way you treat other things. And thank God we're still few enough for me to see who's not. Right? So I'll call names. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm trying to help you. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Engage. Love is the basis for all of his dealings. Not only is God love, God's love is the basis, is the ground, is the foundation for all of his dealings this is so important. The reason this is so important is that once you don't understand that God's love is the foundation and base for all of his dealings, you will say, God, I know you are good shah. I know you are good, but that's why He says that you may be it says that you may know the love of God with partial knowledge. He said being rooted and grounded. The roots of a tree determines the health of the tree. So many times when you see a tree decaying, it's been infected from the roots so when you see a life decaying the love questions or the love reality of that life from a fundamental and foundational realm has been negatively impacted so God's love is the basis for his salvation is the basis for his provision is the base for his instructions that's why it says that if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Why? Because the reason I commanded you the first pla- in the first place was because of love. My instructions are loaded and laced in love. Therefore, if you love me, if you have an understanding of the love that I have for you, if you are responding to that love, what are you going to do? You're going to engage that commandment through obedience. Obedience is engaging God's wisdom by laying down your preferences under his own instructions number three for time's sake faith works by love so it's interesting that for many of us we have heard many faith teachings some of us grew up in ministries or missions that are called word of faith movement word of faith movement where you hold God by his word and you practically engage the word of God and that's so important so powerful but the word is very clear that it does not matter how much faith you have if you are not rooted or grounded in love that faith watch this may sometimes produce results in your life but it's not going to produce transformation in your heart and so you might be able to acquire certain things by faith but you can only become in God by love It also means the many times, even your faith walk will be negatively impacted. Why? Because you are not operating from the place of being rooted and grounded in the love of God. Let me read to you, Galatians 5, 5 to 6. Galatians 5, 5 to 6, John, you have it. It says, for we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith, What does it say here? Let's read together. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but how does faith work? How does faith work? Governor B and GB, come come stand. Quickly, quickly, quickly. somebody should stand over here the other person on the other side this other side for me to have faith for me to have faith what must happen how does faith even come faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God so does faith start with me or does it start with God does it start with me or does it start with God (laughs) don't think too theologically too. face starts with me who has to initiate the cycle of the process God because God has to speak for me to have something to believe in so God has to release what the word does the word plant faith in my heart be confident so that means the word carries faith Now, who is speaking God? And God is what? So when God speaks, God is love. So when God speaks, what is speaking? Love is speaking. Right? And that love is carrying what? Faith. So when that love carries faith, how do I... How can I be the most effective at receiving the faith that love is carrying? By understanding the love of God. By understanding the love of God. Because if this word is coming from the place of God's love, watch this, then I'm not agitated trying to make the word happen. Because what happens is many people are agitated and the call of faith. Oh, there was silence in, in the house. Many people are anxious. See, this thing really has to happen. No, what I do is I have to understand if God says to me, my baby is coming in 2021, amen. That's the word for somebody. Why is God bringing the baby? God loves me. That's why he's not trying to shame my enemies that could be a secondary effect but God is bigger than shaming your enemies are you understanding that God is bigger than your schedule oh I'm too old, I'm too old God is bigger than that God you made me a promise my year of enlargement, why? out of love because if I'm enlarged I can accommodate more people for kingdom purposes Because now that I'm squatting with a squatter, if somebody who lacks accommodation come, I can't help the person. Are you seeing that now? God, you promised me a man in my life. It's because of love. Because your words, as two are better than one. And if two get together, they have a better reward for their labor. Are you understanding this? So if God spoke it by love that faith comes and ever so often when the promise comes with faith it also comes with that instruction and Jesus said if you love me if you are responding to my love for you which is going to be love what will you do you will obey my commandments when you obey my commandments the conditions for faith fulfilled are released in the earth are you understanding that but it starts from understanding love somebody say love is the foundation see faith works by love what does that mean if my love life is solid will my faith be more effective or not if I say "Pardon," it's easy to believe exactly if my wife says to me I'm taking you out this week will I doubt her will I doubt her will I believe her now if some of you say to me I'm taking you out this week will I doubt you some of you say yes you don't even rate your integrity do you know part of why I might doubt you do you know part of why should I tell you why because my schedule might not be able to accommodate your timing are you understanding that and sometimes the reason (laughs) sometimes the reason God speaks to us and we don't believe is is that we don't know how deeply committed God is. So we rate his commitment based on our biases. God is committed to you. He's committed. You See, you have to understand. It may seem like an elementary teaching, but see, he's so elementary, people don't know it it's so elementary pastors fall into sexual sin because they stray from the conviction of the love of God in a moment of vulnerability all of a sudden the lapse of a woman will look more attractive than the bosom of God why? because in that moment that person has lost sight of the love of God and when you lose sight of the love of God the loves of other things will seem more rewarding so faith works by love if I say a car works by fuel, it means that the purer the fuel in the car, the well the engine, the better the engine can function, right? So if the engine of my life works by the fuel of love, if I have no love, there will be a lot of ignition, but there is no locomotion you will need people to, to keep jump in your engine jump start, please come on, jump start with a word, jump start me with a prophecy jump start me with a revelation, jump start me with conviction, but I proclaim concerning you, in this year the engine of your life will run smoothly, you will not depend on other people's jump start you might receive it sometime, you might receive the push sometimes, but the love of God may it overwhelm you Feel your heart, soak your soul in Jesus name 1 John 4, 7-11 Beloved, let us love one another for God is love And everyone who loves is born of God And knows God He who does not love does not know God Why? 1 John 4, 7-11 For God is love That's what he says God is love 1 John 4 15 to 16. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him. And he in God. And we have known and believed. Look at someone say, do you know it? Say, do you believe it? What does it say here? We have known and believed the love that we have for God. The love that God has for us, the challenge with a lot of your spiritual uh, experiences is that you are predicating it on I love God, I love God, I love. No, take out some time to meditate on the fact that God loves you. That's where the switch happens, that's where the transformation happens, that's where your nerves are calmed. That's where confidence grows. He says God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Number four, the fourth reason you must be built up in love and you're being built up in love is that love is the antidote to fear. Love is the antidote to fear. Fear is the ruling spirit of this age. Fear. Fear of losing your job, so afraid of losing your job. Fear of not blowing, as if you're a balloon or a blacksmith. Fear of not having money. Fear. The enemy uses fear, but guess what? The greatest fear the enemy uses to control people is the fear of death. Are you aware of that? Are you aware of that? But can I propose to you that the fear of death is not what we think it is. It does not just start with being afraid of death. It is the fear that has been produced because of the death of man, the death of Adam. That's that fear. And I want to show you from the book of Hebrews real quick how Christ has dealt with that. Hebrews 2, 10 to 15. Hebrews 2, 10 to 15 real quick. For it was fitting for him... For whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory. Somebody say, I'm one of them. To make the captain of their salvation, that's Jesus Christ, perfect through sufferings. Verse 11 For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one in other words we are of the stock of Christ Christ who is separated unto God and we who are being separate unto God we are of the stock of Christ somebody say God loves me as much as he loves Jesus <laughs> some people are like hey is that possible oh me like this because by marriage, so that's why if somebody talks to my wife in the phone, we are talking to me. Are you aware? They said, for which reason Christ is not ashamed to call me his brother. He's not ashamed. I'm not, on, I'm not uh, a second class citizen saying I will declare your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly I will sing praise to you next verse real quick and again I will put my trust in him and again here am I and the children whom God has given me continue inasmuch watch this then as the children we have partaken of flesh and blood we are inside physical bodies is what it's talking about they're not like we're eating flesh and blood like witches no partaking there means that we have our part in flesh and blood is that he himself likewise shed in the same flesh and blood incarnation of jesus christ that through what through death what will happen through death he destroyed the one who has the power of death who is that person So has he destroyed the devil or not? Through the power of his resurrection. And what does he do with that? He has released those. Somebody say I'm released. Somebody say I am released. Some of you are not saying loud, strong, clear, boldly with conviction. Say I am released. Is that who threw the fear of death Where, how long? All their lifetime subject to bondage. So what is the fear of death? Jimmy, come over here. This is a different illustration now. When man fell into sin, when man died, he was one with Christ, one with God. When Adam was one with God, he disobeyed God. When man died, he fell. And when he fell, guess what? The fear of death is the fear of separation. Adam was now separated because the major fear of death is separation separated from the body, separated from this world separated from people I love are you understanding that? that separation began to produce fear so this fear of death is not just the fear of dying it's the fear that man has because of the death of the first man oh my god this fear manifests as the fear of sleeping some people cannot sleep because they feel if I sleep, something bad will happen. It is also manifest as the fear of marriage, because marriage will separate me from myself or from my dignity. It is also manifesting as the fear of writing exams. It also manifests as the fear of lack. So this fear of death is not just the fear of dying. It is the fear that has been released into every man in flesh and blood, because Adam died. Are you understanding that? So all fears are connected to the fear of death. Because every time you have a fear, it is because you are afraid that something will die in your life. Fear of public speaking, my reputation will die. Fear of giving, my finances will die. Fear of flying, I might die. He says that through that. So the antidote to that. It's not me saying, oh, oh, no. The antidote is God loves me. And that there can be no separation in my life that has not been authorized by the lover of my soul. That's why Jesus is not just called the lover of my body. He's called the lover of my soul. Somebody shout, I'm not a slave to fear. Shout aloud and say, I'm not a slave to fear. I have one more point, but I'm not going to take that one point. Shout, I'm not a slave to fear. The fear of death has been destroyed by my Lord, by my lover, by my savior. That's why I don't forget that when Jesus demonstrated the resurrection power in the days of Lazarus, when Lazarus had died, the Bible says they came to Lazarus. Or Jesus said, Lazarus, whom thou lovest, he is sick. Ah, Jesus delayed two days still, and when it began to go, he said, our friend Lazarus is what he's asleep that means that in the realm of man this is death in the realm of God this is sleep and he calls him our friend even though he delayed showing up he said he's our friend in other words even the resurrection of Lazarus was predicated on the love that Jesus had for him and if you don't understand this you will be scared of the rapture you'll be scared of the second coming of Christ you'll be scared of your last day on earth you'll be scared of this one on the other but if you understand this uh, you know that living in fear is no way to leave uh, you know that the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me lie down he's the one who makes me lie down i don't lie down because i'm desperate or anxious or afraid he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters yay though i walk through the valley through the valley of the shadow of death fear will I fear will I fear some of you look like you're still afraid some of you look like you're still unsure but I've got have I got anybody who is under the tutelage of the chief Shepherd who is saying though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, guess what I'm not walking into it I'm walking through it I'm not ending in it I'm walking through it I'm not circumnavigating navigating it I'm walking through it though it looks like that the smells like that It feels like that because I'm rooted in the father's law for me. Though I stray like one ship away from the night to night. He is coming to look for me. He is coming to pick me up. So wherever you are in your mind, in your psychology, in your body, in your burden. This morning God's word to you is that you must be built up in the love of God that he has for you. Look for somebody low like that person and say be built up in his love don't give room to fear don't give room to apprehension don't give room to overwhelm but build up in the love of God that he who has come to deliver me he has destroyed the power of death come on. he has destroyed him who had the power of death somebody open up your mouth and shout I am a love child of the love God shout I am a love child he is my father, I'm produced by his love, lifted by his love, surrounded by his love, preserved by his love, kept sane by his love, improved by his love, endowed by his love, secure in his love, built up in his love, no fear because I'm in love, no apprehension because I'm in love, not anxious because I'm in love. In Jesus' name we have declared, somebody give God praise this morning, if you know you are built, Up! Is that the best you can do? Is that the loudest you can go? Is that the strongest you can go? Give God praise for his love. Give God praise for his love. Give God praise. Give God praise. Meditate on it. Meditate on it. Muse on it. Think about it. Don't say, I know God loves me. No. Do you really know? It says we have known and we have believed. If you really know, why are fears so comfortable in your mind? If you really know, why does everything tick you off and knock you off? Why? Maybe that love has not been perfected. In First John it says anybody who fears the love of God has not been perfected in him he said that this love it casts away fear, do you know what cast is you know when it casts out the devil the devil flees to cast means to throw away violently or forcefully he's saying that what casts away is the solidity of the love that God has for us doesn't mean there are weirdo challenges that's not what it means All of us have been challenged in 2020 on different levels, in different ways. The more responsible you were for people last year, the more challenges you faced because you had to counsel people, pray for people, be there for people, cry with people, give to people. (laughs) Yeah, but what keeps a tree from falling when the winds blow is what? The roots. And it says that you may be rooted and grounded in spiritual gifts have you seen people who had a lot of spiritual gifts but they they still strayed and went away i said this is the love of god not that we loved him but that he loved us so take our time hallelujah